Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. All these are great football players, and we're going to exhaust all uh, all energy to get this done. And, uh, you know, we want each one of these guys to walk away very happy, you know, with their business, with their contract situation. It's not anything we're concerned about. It's not anything that we're uptight about. It's not anything we're puzzled about. It's just something, you know, that's the business of football, and we have to continue to work on it. Blah, 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 blah. There's Stephen Jones of the Cowboys. Steven Jones, man, he worked long and hard to get that gig. Good for him, man. He paid his dues, beat yep. the pavement, yep. and then just lucky enough things broke his way. Well, it's really key that you find an owner who likes you and who trusts you. And you get to call dad. A positive. I should have gone in the janitorial business. You realize how big I could have been? Huge. Massive. Colin Kaepernick tweeted he's still ready to resume his NFL career despite having last played in the league in 2016. Don't really expect that to go anywhere. Yeah, the only problem with him is that he viewed as not good enough. If you're viewed as good enough, somebody would have risked darn it. Darn near do whatever you want. But they're not going to risk it for a guy who's now viewed as a backup? Well, I don't know that risk is the right word. I mean, it's not like he's... Well, risk is, the risk is taking the, fa- the flack, the fallout you'll get if you sign him. Oh, I think you'd get tons of praise. You would get it, but you'd also get a lot of... Flack. I don't think you get much flack. I disagree. You would get, what would you get? You would get a circus atmosphere, but I don't think you'd get, get flack. That. Who's gonna a flack by whom? Trump? Yeah, big deal. MAGA supporters. Yeah, but they, they, those it's MAGA, not MAGA. MAGA, MAGA. But the good it's thing not about actually a word. Then why'd you use it? It's an abbreviation. Okay, but still. Scuba. You know, it's not scuba. Oh, what is that? It's uh, self-contained underwater uh, breathing apparatus. Well, the good thing about this president of ours, as I told some people in my family, get all worked up about him, don't, because there's something next week. Or the end of the week. So he rips Kaepernick by Tuesday. No one remains. He'll be on to the He's next gone week. on to Shepard Smith or whomever else is out there. I don't, I don't think there'd be much flack. I just think there'd be a lot of circus atmosphere. Suspended Patriots wide receiver Josh Gordon has officially applied for reinstatement by the NFL. He's battled substance abuse issues, was suspended last December for violating the terms of his previous reinstatement. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell has sole discretion on his status and the time in which a decision is ultimately made. I hope the former you can get back in there. They've moved on to the former Sun Devil there, haven't they? I mean, if they get him, I guess it's a bonus, but... We need more than one. Nikhil Harry. Ready to power that team. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Is it any different having the rivalry game as the first game or the fact the schedule's usually front-loaded? Is there always a pretty good sense of urgency this time of year? And it doesn't matter that the rivalry is the opener. I think it certainly matters that the rivalry is the opener because that game is more important than others. I think anytime you open with a big game, that's a positive in that it, it gives players focus and motivation throughout the summer and fall camp. The magnitude of this game only heightens that. Jeff Grimes. BYU offensive coordinator, we're down to three weeks now 
They had their picture. Don't give it away. Oh, it's a new crowd by then. Jeez. <laughs> Jeff Grimes unwilling to uh, sort out the running backs. That is in the uh, in the remaining weeks. Something they'll try to do, but it may be running back by committee at the start and maybe the first few games that sort things out. They like both the grad transfers and they like Lapini Katoa. Oh, look good for them, man. They like three guys? That's great. Uh-huh. The NCAA has decided that standardized injury reports will not be implemented for this season after examining the issue in relation to the rise of legalized sports betting. In a statement, the NCAA says, quote, Oh, man, this is going to be cop talk. You're going to love this. The membership has significant concerns about the purpose, parameters, enforcement, and effectiveness of a player availability reporting model. The perpetrator was southbound. Proceeding. (laughs) Proceeding. (laughs) Good. I don't want one. You don't? You want the chaos? No, I want Kyle to have to stand up there and just double talk. (laughs) It's more entertaining that way. Everybody knows what's going on, but do not speak it aloud. Right. I'd prefer that. I'd prefer that they can't acknowledge the obvious, and it's better. It's more fun. The membership has significant concerns about the purpose, parameters, enforcement, and effectiveness of a player availability reporting model. Man, I loved it when I saw that quote. The NCAA's ruled that freshman cornerback Chris Steele, who transferred from Florida in June, will be immediately eligible to play for USC this fall. USC still awaiting the NCAA's decision about freshman wide receiver Brew McCoy, who transferred from USC to Texas and then transferred back to USC. So why are some guys immediately eligible and other guys have to sit out? You'd have to look at the individual case. Yeah, seems confusing. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Former Ute, Lakers forward Kyle Kuzma told the media at Team USA training camp in Vegas that he is capable of being the Lakers' third star. Quote, I don't feel no pressure, but I believe that I am capable of being that superstar. I put a lot of work in. My progress through my journey shows that I can be there. I developed every single year dating back to college, and I don't see that development stunting at all. Close quote. I don't see no reason either. He's the guy. Well, he should think that. I've got no problem with him thinking that. I don't know that he can achieve it, but I would want him as a, if I was part of the membership of the Lakers. You'd want him as the third best player? No. I would want him to think that as I would fill in the blank. You don't want your players thinking they're not the guy. Yeah. I've got no problem with that. He should think that. Say that. And aspire to it, work toward that's your goal. Absolutely. See how you fit in with the other two? Yeah, the, to me, absolutely. If I heard that and I'm uh, Frank Vogel, I'd say way to go. Yeah, that's exactly the way I want you to think. Kevin Durant did his first interview since rupturing his Achilles tendon in the NBA Finals and said that he does not blame the Warriors for the injury. Hell no. How can you blame the Warriors? Hell no. I heard the Warriors pressuring me into getting back. Nobody never said a word to me during rehab as I was coming back. It was only me and Rick, that's the trainer, working out every day. Right when the series started, I targeted Game 5. Hell nah. It just happened. It's basketball. Bleep happens. Nobody was responsible for it. It was just the game. We need to move on from that bleep because I'm going to be back playing. He's a swearer. Apparently. (laughs) He's a bleep. I've got no problem with that either because to me... I never thought it was much of a story anyway that the Warriors were to blame. I mean, you put the uniform on, 
you're the corporation unto yourself, making millions. Yeah. No one can force you to do anything. You're, you're not. You're not an eleventh man uh, going into free agency, wondering about a place in the league. He, wa- of course, he wanted he to leverage. play. It's the NBA Finals, and he got hurt. It happens, as he just said. They talked to multiple doctors, and that's just the way it goes, or the way it went in this case. This is the, the risk that every one of these guys has and takes, and they know it. And he's had a marvelous career, and bit him this year, and he'll be rehabbing and come back, and he's a heck of a player. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. In the Orioles dugout, you had some serious drama. Chris Davis being held back as he was going after someone. And Davis out of this game now. You could see Chris Davis. Well, we don't see who he was going after, but uh, that looks like Mark Trumbo holding him back, along with hitting coach Don Long. That's the Yes Network, the Yankees Network, talking about Chris Davis going after somebody in the Baltimore dugout. It was the manager, Brandon Hyde, and he was all sorts of fired up. That wasn't... uh, Hold me back. I'm going to pretend to go after this guy in a, in a fight at the, in, the, in the middle of the field that we sometimes see. Sure, but if you got Trumbo holding you back, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> Just as well, it'd be better if a player didn't go after the man. He's a big kid. Bad, it'll be, it's bad enough he went after him. It's, it's good that he didn't get to him. Well, I think that would probably be it as far as them getting rid of Chris Davis. He's been a huge disappointment when he signed the big contract and hasn't lived up to it. Yankees won that game 14-2. The Yankees have won eight in a row. The Astros have won six in a row. They're both sitting on 75 wins and pulling away away from the uh, pulling away from the rest of the American League. Minnesota leading the Central with seven. Why'd you go the double away? Uh, I just stumbled and screwed up. Oh, because one time oh, I was wait, with wait. Monson, the four yeah. of us, our wives, and we pull into this residence inn. Uh huh. And his wife was driving, and he thought that she parked a little too far away, and so he said to her, "You parked." far away away <laughs> and so then it became a running gag you park far away away isn't it far far away probably would but be not far away away preferable and then you just did yeah. away away yeah but i just messed up i'm right he was actually trying to make a point somehow yeah you parked far away away yeah. and then she said no i think it's far far away <laughs> The Red Sox, their game suspended at 4-4. The Red Sox have lost 9 out of 10, trying to avoid 10 out of 11. PK, they are six games adrift in the wild card race. Can we call it yet? Yeah. They still got a shot. That fire core. <laughs> talking more about calling the season, not firing. <laughs> no, it's too early. You can't. Under 10, second week of August is too early. It could still happen, even if it doesn't feel like it. The good thing is they wouldn't have to hop a bunch of teams. They have to catch two. Were they bunnies? Yes. That's how it works. There's bunnies. Dodgers with their 10th walk-off. Russell Martin. Two-run, two-out single. Dodgers beat the Cardinals 2-1. to one. A Canadian, no less. Dodgers are 18 games clear of the Diamondbacks in the West. I told you that they'd win by 20. And they're going to. It looks like you will be proven right. And they are actually now eight and a half games in front of the Braves in the race for the best record in the National League. So, for whatever home field advantage is worth in baseball, they'll have it. 
at least until they get to the World Series. We'll see how it plays out if they get there and who they're playing. The Bees beat Omaha 12 to 11 in 10 innings. They play again tonight, 6 o'clock. Hashtag RSL. RSL, money in an international roster spot to Kansas City for midfielder Kellen Rowe. Going to give him a little depth here, PK. What's it call him mid- center fielder? What? Instead of midfielder, call him center fielder. I suppose they could, but they don't. It's the same thing. Or, since baseball, as we know, is dying, in order to juice that up among all the young people, they call should him the call midfielder? Mike Trout should be a midfielder. Yeah. Maybe that's the way to go. Mike, Mike Trout, midfielder for the Los Angeles Angels. Of Anaheim. Yes. Midfielder feels like when you're playing in a beer league softball thing and you got that 10. You got that rover. That's dude. called rover. rover. Yeah. Right. It's called rover. Yeah. yeah. The midfielder. It's kind of shallow, kind of deep. Drops back for a power hitter oh, like that's Kinahan. the difference between me and you. For a power hitter like kind Kinahan. Kind of shallow, kind of deep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see if they're going to put him in the starting lineup and move Albert Rusnak out wide or if he's there to provide depth. He's a and, wide out? And a little, well, be a left winger. But yeah, sure. Wide of out. course. <laughs> no wonder why you like him. He's a left winger. I like my right winger. You're a registered Democrat, and you can't yell at me for bringing that up. That is public record. I actually can yell at you. You can't. It's public record. I can actually yell at you for bringing that up. It's public record. You're going to get a text in the middle of the show again if you keep this and up. And you should be sh- you and should be proud of it. you're always mad about that. Wasn't he mad about that the other day? Quite you should perturbed. be proud of that. That's public record. You can find out what I am. You're a pain in the butt. I don't need to look that up. I don't think that that says it under a registered party. I think it does, actually. Bull Moose, right? Bull Moose. (laughs) He's a wig. (laughs) The wig party. The Utah Royals snapped their losing streak. 3-0. They take down Sky Blue. Kristen Press scoring twice. DJ and PK. Trying to get myself where I'm in contention where, yeah, it takes a toll on you, and that's what I want to feel. I want to feel that type of tiredness where I had a chance to win, had a chance to win, had a chance to win. You know, that's a good feeling. Golf. Tiger wants to get tired of being in contention. FedEx Cup playoffs start this week. Northern Trust Liberty National Golf Club in Jersey City, Jersey. And he's going to be playing in front of absolutely nobody. They had a storm there. They got the course in a playing shape, but he's got an early tee time. And they got the course closed to spectators because they took care of the course first, and now they're fixing, I guess, tents and bleachers and all kinds of stuff. And so they're not going to open the course till 10 a.m. So Tiger out there playing in complete silence. Just the birds, a playing partner. Just an average guy with an average early tea time. Throwback Thursday. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I just don't know that his body is going to allow him to achieve what he wants. I mean, it happens. He's 43. He's... Broken down many right. times. Yep. Uh, so, you know, keep trying for it. Keep striving for it. That's great. Uh, but, you know, your illustrious career, I don't know that you can build upon it. But you only need one, right, to get the all-time record as far as uh, most wins. 82. So, so why not? And then you can get that at the Timbuktu. You know, it doesn't have to be. He just doesn't Whatever. seem to be playing those events, and it goes back to his body breaking down. It's it's, it's basically right. been major championships and jacks tournaments since the Masters. That's R- that's what he's played. Right, but do that. You can play a ton and then be out, or you can try to space it out. It's the same. He'll play the same number of tournaments that his body will allow, whether it's in one year or seven years. 
so I can see that. And then as you approach 50, maybe you just do it symbolically. And no matter what happens, he's just had an unbelievable run. It's been a great run. Tony Finau is among the 125 PGA Tour pros who will attempt to win the $10 million prize over the next three weeks. So we got the playoffs, and then we got the start of football. That's the way golf has timed it out with the new calendar this year. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, Jordan Pendleton, former BYU linebacker, owner of Pendleton Performance, is going to talk college football with us. We're going to do that next. And Sports Jeopardy, we got a new champ, Steve, taking over the crown. He's going to join us at 8.30 for that. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The XFL began issuing invitations to draft eligible players this week to step towards building out their rosters for eight franchises that are expected to begin play in February of 2020. Most of the invited players will be called from eight showcase events the league held this summer featuring on-field work similar to the NFL Combine. NCAA has decided that standardized injury reports will not be implemented for this season. Major League Baseball, the Mets take down the Marlins 7-2. The Mets have won 13 of their last 14 games, surged back above 500 in the National League. And the Bees lose to Omaha 12-11 in 10 innings. They play again to 6 o'clock tonight. Listen on the Zone Sports Network. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Fantastic rates, free car washes, 24-7 shuttle services, detail, oil changes, and glass repair while you're away. Diamond Airport with the best rewards program in Utah. The only airport valet service in Utah. Park, ride, and save just off I-80 and Redwood Road. That's Diamond Airport Parking. This this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Kyle McDonald, running back coach at the University of Utah. As Zach Moss has worked his way back from injury, coach, talk about his presence on the field, his importance, his leadership. He's 100%. There's no question about that. He's picking him up, putting him down. Better leader right now. You know, when I met Zach, he was a young man. He's talking about a grown man now. Uh, we've been together. This is going to be our third year together. Uh, again, he's being vocal at times that he needs to be vocal. He's really doing a good job in terms of uh, the maturation process up here at the University of Utah, uh, being a running back, um, I love where his leadership is right now. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical will light up your day. Give us a call at 801-543-2222. We'll be right underway. That's 801-543-2222. Going to talk with Jordan Pendleton, former BYU linebacker, owner of Pendleton Performance. He's going to join us, talk yeah. a little college football in He's a couple minutes. He's me up big time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I gave him some tips on how to start a training facility, and in turn, he's helped me out. Sweet. A lot buffer. My pecs. Can you do that thing where you flex them one at a time, alternating? They're pretty pecky. I don't know what that means. Pecky pecs? Got a question up at Facebook. We can get to this in a uh, in a few minutes. Uh, with all this reported depth, do we believe the youth should have enough to overcome most of their injuries? Well, we keep hearing how about like the running back with the Zach Moss deal. You know, who cares whether he plays or not against 
really the first three opponents, if there's any form of injury, sit him out till SC. I mean, you beat him last year without him. You've won eight out of eight in a row, and six of those eight he hasn't played. And we keep hearing about their depth. And we had Yogi Roth on saying they have the most experienced backup quarterback in the conference. Unless you have multiple injuries at multiple levels, meaning your first team, your second team. Should be okay. Yeah. If you got all this Pac-12 depth, I don't want to hear it. Just don't think they have another Zach Moss behind Zach Moss. That's their problem. <laughs> Games still count. Problem. That's true, they do. They beat BYU last that. year without Zach Moss. They didn't even have their quarterback. So who cares if he plays this year? I don't get it. So they need another Armand Shine. Oh, they've got like five of them. That's why Armand Shine left. left. I mean, Jordan Wilmore. Sweet. Another one of your guys. He's one of my guys. You remembered the name, so yeah, you pumped him up in recruiting. There's two guys you remember from last year's recruiting. The quarterback who went to the Devils and this Wilmore. That's it. You couldn't name me any other freshman that that they have. How's that quarterback with the Devils working out? From 8 to 10 this morning. Not when. How? (laughs) You're from the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism. Expect more eye for detail They play two like Sac State and Kent State. I mean, talk to me the third week and they play Michigan State. Who cares how he's working out August 7th or 8th? It doesn't matter. What difference does that make? I mean, that, those were your two guys that you were hyped up on. The only two freshman recruits in the entire country that you can remember. Yeah, but I can't remember much, so that's not a good test. I didn't say it was a bad or good test. I'm just saying that's the reality of it. You assign the rating, not me. And they've got uh, uh, a whole bunch of guys. TJ something or other from Phoenix. Was it Green? Is that his name? So I I don't want to hear it. Don't tell me you've got a deep group of receivers and then one receiver gets hurt. Oh, no. And I got Yogi saying you got that most experienced backup quarterback. Now, if you lose both of those guys, yeah, then it's something. But you'd have to get down to the third level before I'm going to bat an eyelash and say injuries are a factor this year. I do not want to hear it. If they don't get to where they're supposed to be going, which certainly is the South, you can argue whether they should get to the Rose Bowl or not, but I don't think you can argue that they certainly should win the South. And if they don't get there, I don't want to hear injuries, unless you're down to the third level in multiple positions. Not just quarterback. That's a huge one. That is that is a big one. So that might be that might uh, supersede that one. Okay, now you're talking. Yeah. Well, I was talking before either. Also, Jordan Pendleton joins us now, former BYU linebacker and owner of Pendleton Performance. He joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get one hundred dollars off the redesigned Apple Watch Four with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Jordan, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? We're doing well. Uh, we're a little fatigued with camp. We're ready for games, but eh, we'll just have to tough it out. <laughs> I can imagine. So I'm always intrigued by, uh, you know, former players 
Uh, some of them know coaches. They know players who know coaches. Old teammates talk about what the alma mater is looking like. What do you know about BYU that the rest of the public probably doesn't because you're better connected? Yeah, no, I, I honestly, I, I try and stay out of it as much as I can, but I do work with quite a few players down there. And, you know, from what I hear, things are looking really good and really optimistic. I think, you know, we had a, we had some some key kind of pivotal points last year where we we had a young quarterback and some young receivers and, and some young talent that that showed out really well and I think a lot of people are looking forward to seeing that kind of expand this year and, and what they can do this year. And and we also have some good leaders, some good, you know, seniors that that uh are, are are able to kind of lead these young kids and and so I think I think honestly I mean it's hard to say just because our schedule is so tough but I think we're definitely going to be competitive this year and I think BYU can you know have a really solid year this year if they do every you know if they if they can put it together it seems like, Jordan, we've gone through a trend to back off the physicality of training camps. How much hitting and live contact is appropriate to prepare you for the season? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough question because, you know, you really can't simulate game situations unless you practice those types of situations. And so it's one of those things where, like, if you want to be a good tackler – or a good pass rusher, or, you know, you want to learn how to get off blocks, you have to practice that. It, it's not something that you can just show up and do. But with that comes, you know, a lot of physicality throughout camp, which leads to a lot of injuries. People can get hurt. And, you know, so it's kind of a gift and a curse. I don't know if there is a, the correct volume of, of how much you should do. I think coaches are getting smarter now, though, and, and, and understanding kind of the minimum effective dose. Like, how much can we have these guys bang into each other so that we can get better, but at the same time not make it so that our guys are dropping off and they're getting injured. And, you know, it's just a, it's a good balance of listening to the players and, and you know, seeing that feedback from the way that they feel and, and the way that their bodies are recovering on a day-to-day basis. A lot of coaches really talk about visualization, putting yourself through it mentally, just closing your eyes, seeing the whole thing happening. How, what, how much do you believe in that and how much do you think you've actually got to be there and how much can you really replicate stuff mentally? Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in that and I think – I think, uh, you know, it, it can go a long way, and I think it, it definitely is, is effective to put yourself in certain situations and see how you would react. But at the same time, you know, there's elements to the game that you can't really it, – it's a reactive sport, and you have to be able to react. And so you might, you might see something, and then something else happens at the blink of an eye, and you've got to be able to react and make that play. And so as much as I believe in, in visualizing, you know, the game and the situation, I also, you know, you also have to put in a lot of practical work as well, because there, there's a reaction component to the game where you have to be ready to kind of, you know, change direction or 
or switch your mindset on any given play based off what the offense or, or the defense is doing. Right, so you do all that stuff in terms of training guys physically. How much can you train someone mentally to be prepared for that moment when it arrives? Well, I think there's a lot to, to be said with the, the mental component of the game. I think you you know, you can train a kid a, a lot, man, because part of the part of the, the process is is you could you could know the defense or the offense inside and out and you could feel prepared from an X's and O's standpoint, but if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe in your ability and you're you have doubts and you're playing slow and you're and you're not playing fast and you're not you're not running around, um you know, it's it can be a tough game, and so I think you know the mental side of the game becomes a huge, a huge component. And I think uh, I think a lot of kids actually—that's what most kids struggle with—is that side. You know, with all the pressure and the stress and and everything that comes with it. And I think you know the teams that are are really successful have very good, you know sports psychologists on their teams, guys that can help them with that component of their game because it's really important, especially nowadays with social media and just, you know, all the all the crap that's going on. You know, we've heard from college and pro, basketball and football, the coaches, GMs, whatever, that the off-season workouts are critical. The guys can improve so much in the off-season. And you have the kind of job where you're, you're working guys out in the off-season and you, and you see them. Are there guys that you have big expectations for this year that maybe we don't because you've seen what they've done away from the field? Yeah, you know, one, one guy I'm really looking forward to watching this year is Austin Lee on uh, BYU, BYU safety. And, you know, he's, when I first got him, it was like four years ago, and the kid is a phenomenal athlete. He really is a a very explosive, high-level athlete. And, you know, when he transferred over, it kind of took him a minute to find his spot. He battled with a couple injuries. And I just feel like this year, like mentally and, and physically, he's, you know, finally getting healthy he had some surgeries he had to have last after last season I just think from a leadership standpoint and um you know him being in that leadership role I think he's gonna have a big year and even though he's a little bit older uh, the dude is still a <laughs> he's a physical specimen and so you know I I expect him to have a, a very big year and I'm excited to watch him have you trained quarterbacks yeah, I mean, I I have yes. Like I I worked with uh, Tanner uh, Magnum quite a bit, and I've worked with some of those guys, but not a whole lot. Because the reason why I'm, I ask is that that position, getting back to that mental stuff. I mean, that just seems so critical, and I'm wondering how much. And when I say get in guys' heads, I don't necessarily mean it from the negative to get them all confused, but actually, I, I mean it from the opposite side. Get in their head. To make it positive for them. Yeah, no, quarterback, that's the, man, that's the, if there's one position that could rely on help in that area, that's, that's the position right there. I mean, we've, we've seen it, even Tanner Magnum come out the last couple of years with, you know, kind of his mental health issues that he struggles with. And you, you know, you can see how that would affect your performance. 
especially at that position where the uh, the stakes are so high, the pressure is so high, and everybody, you know, the wins and losses are you're you're a big reason for those wins and losses, whether you were the reason or not. You know, just being the quarterback on the team, being the leader on the team, uh, it presents those challenges, and you have to deal with it. And I think you know our our kid right now at quarterback Zach Wilson, he seems like a super confident kid you know he seems like he's he's very um you know confident in his abilities and in himself and 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 i think it's it's exciting to see um you know the last quarterback we had that was like that was uh, max hall you know and i think max did really well so i'm hoping uh i'm hoping zach can continue to keep doing what he's doing do you know much about some of the younger quarterbacks behind him um, I do not, honestly. Jordan Pendleton joining us, former BYU linebacker and owner of Pendleton Performance. As a uh, as a linebacker, what do you see from that group? As a former linebacker, what do you see from that group? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think you know every year somehow BYU just has awesome linebackers. You know, year in and year out, where we've I, I feel like every year we've been sending somebody to the NFL and. Um, you know, we, we definitely are – I don't think we're going to have the talent as far as that one guy, you know, your Fred Warner or your your Sione Takitaki. Like, we're not going to have that guy. But I think by committee, I think we're going to be very good. Um, you know, we got, we got some guys that are, you know, they're physical. Um, they're, they're, they're decent athletes. And I think by committee, I think we're going to do a good job. But I just don't think we have that guy, that Fred Warner, this year. Years ago, when the program was going through the real bad times from 2002 to 2004, you know, I'm working for the Tribune at the time, and it seemed like I couldn't go anywhere where I wouldn't run into a former BYU football player, and they would be disgusted about the state of the program because they had put so much sweat equity into building that thing that they just couldn't stand that it was that bad. And now... You know, they had the bad year a couple years ago, but halfway, at least somewhat respectable last year, and they have an opportunity to to build upon that. But they've lost eight in a row to the Utes, the dreaded Utes. You're a local kid, obviously. You interact probably with some – I know you got a family member who's a former BYU player. Has there been discussion the way there was with me from 2002 to 2004 of just complete and total – irritation and being furious about all the losing that was going on then as opposed to now all the losing to Utah have you heard much about that yeah I mean I, I would be lying if I said that I didn't and and it, and it you know a lot of it does have to deal with Utah just because it's been eight years and that rivalry has kind of been an embarrassment on our end but I think just overall you know, just the overall vibe and the culture of the team has, it, it's different. And I think a lot of guys get, you know, they get upset about that because, you know, when I went in as a freshman, you know, that's when the program was really starting to develop. And then, you know, my five years there with a red shirt year and, and four years of playing, 
you know, we won over 50 games and, and, but when I got there, it was all, that culture was already being established. And I saw how hard those guys worked to build that. Your Brian Kills, your David Nixon's, your Cameron Jensen, um, you know, I, your, your John Beck's, like I saw these guys and how hard they worked to build that culture. And now it was up to me and my teammates to carry on that tradition. And, and I thought we did a very, you know, decent job at it. We had a lot of 11 and two seasons, 10 and three. Um, we had one bad year, but to see the program kind of where it's at now, is it's extremely frustrating. And I think part of it is because the culture is just not the same. It's, it's different. And kids, I think, expect to just come in and win because they're playing at BYU. And that's not the case because they didn't see what went into building that program the way that Coach Mendenhall was building it. As far as Utah goes, it's just embarrassing at this point. I think the last time we won was my sophomore year, and that was 2009. And, you know, it's just – it's one of those things where, you know, our motto down at BYU is, like, we want to protect our home field. We want to win the rivalry. Like, we want to win the in-state rivalries, Utah State and Utah. And the last couple of years, we've done a lousy job at doing that. And – uh and I think we need to take more pride in these games, and we've got to come out on top at some point. How much are you frustrated by the fact, though, that the recruiting field isn't even? I mean, BYU just can't promise access to big bowl games, and teams that are never going to go to them can still promise access to it and you know promote the dream, even if it's not going to be reality. And when you don't have that power, the Power Five Conference brand behind you, do you feel like you're kind of fighting the battle with one arm tied behind your back? That's a that's a good point. I mean, it, it is what it is. You know, I think there, there's it's one of those things that's out of our control. And, you know, if you play at BYU, yeah, you can look at Utah and say, all right, well, they have way better athletes. They, they're, you know, they get to recruit whoever they want. And, and it's true, you know. It, it is hard to win at BYU. And I'm not making any excuses for them, but it is hard to win with the limitations that they have and you know but at the end of the day it's something that's out of the players control you know when they when when those kids wake up in the morning they put their pants on just like the other kids and you know they've got to they've got to find a way um to to come out on top like they're they're good enough to compete with those athletes and you know, we've, we've got to find a way. And, and you know what? Like, Utah State's been beating us up. And, you know, you can't tell me that Utah State is, you know, a, a better school as far as recruiting. I mean, they might get better, faster athletes, you know, some fast guys that didn't really make it to, like, a, you know, a USC or a Texas or one of those schools. And, and they get some good athletes. But over overall, you know, I don't think Utah State is like a destination for a lot of kids over, you know, Brigham Young. So I, I think it's something that's out of our control, and we've got to fight past that. Jordan, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on. Jordan Pendleton, former BYU linebacker and owner of Pendleton Performance. Join us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to ask. He was available spot for me today. 
arms and chest today, legs yesterday? You break up arms and chest. They're not the same day, well, you dope. A lot of people do, but Jeez. I figure someone of your greatness probably has a different routine. <sighs> Holy Yock or I freak. would break it up. I mean, look at Yock and I. Right, Yock? I'd prefer not to. That's why I wear blinders when I come to this show. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for that. I'll tell you in the break how wrong this could go if we don't go to break right now. <laughs> Let's go to break. Okay. All right, when we come back, the countdown, the Utes and the Cougars. We're getting closer and closer. We'll do that next. Stay with us. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on five. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Join the zone in ARUP Friday, August 9th from 10 to 3 at ARUP at 9786 South, 500 West in Sandy. Come save a life and donate some blood. It only takes 30 minutes and you will receive a Megaplex gift card, popcorn voucher, and jazz gear. That's tomorrow, the zone and ARUP. Three weeks from tonight, college football, Utes and Cougars in Provo. 21 days. Count it down from 100 to the number 21. I know. Wouldn't you just know it, man? It's the night I have tickets to uh, Lion King at the, uh, Hale Theater. I'm not going to be able to see that game. I'll hear about it, I guess, later on. Major disappointment. For what? For you. Why? To have two events that are so important in your life at the same time. Well, I made my choice, and you know which one I chose. Two teams you love dearly. Yeah. But they don't compare to the Lion King. But it's the Lion King. Yeah. Simba. Hey-ya! Whoa. Broadway show tunes. That was one thing you didn't have in the old archive over there, and you're about to. Sweet. Let's go. Um, I don't apologize for it. I'm not embarrassed by it. Give me some singing in the rain. 21 days away. How about you give us a little factoid? 21 days to the Utes and the Cougars. Give the people something they can share at the office today. This is a good one, actually. The longest unbeaten streak in the series history is 21 games. Started with Utah in 1898. It spanned all the way to 1941. It involved three ties and a bunch of wins for Utah in the meantime until BYU got their first win. So they didn't win from 1898 to 1940-whatever they resumed? Holy freak, this is nothing. 43 years. It's only uh, nine well, freaking years. They didn't play between 1898 and 1922. So. Big deal. I mean, the year that they didn't play here, it's still not at BYU fans. Yeah, I don't think one year is the same as 20. Two decades. But the point, no, the point is the same. So you just acknowledged it, that it gnawed on them for those 20 years. Thank you very much. 
That's the point I was making. I appreciate you amplifying it. Cougar fans right now, is this going to last 21 years? Is it going to be snapped in three weeks or in another year? Or does the nightmare just go on and on? I wouldn't think it gets to 21. That would be a Most, <laughs> 21 years? There are some streaks. I mean, there, there are, are some streaks. Maybe, in, in maybe matches. Notre Dame had a 50-year streak where Notre Dame dominated them year in and year out. Yeah. So... But most of them fall apart in the teens. Mm-hmm. Conference yeah. play, and somebody finally has... If this pushed to 21, that would be something. Ugh. How much does RSL own Sporting KC? Because we hate them. And they hate us. And they hate us. <laughs> it's gone back and forth just in the last three or four years. Oh, has it really? Yeah. So. Well, that's what makes it a great robbery. It's one of the tops in sports. There you go. They hate us. We hate them. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 the zone. 21 days. You got to go 21 days before we have college football. Locally. Locally, yes. You have Hawaii and Arizona. on And Miami and Florida. On week zero on that Saturday. Miami of Ohio and Florida? 16 days. No, the Miami in Florida. But, yeah. Oh, Miami of Florida and Florida. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a lot of Florida. It's an in-state Gators battle. and the Canes. In-state battles, and we've got one of our own here. That's 16 days out, but it's 21 to our first game here. Uh All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.